Hi, I'm Marianne Talkovsky, and you're listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With over a decade of experience as a holistic health practitioner and face reader, I've read hundreds of faces and elevated how many people see themselves. Every person's facial features tell a story of who they are and who they came to be. And in this podcast, you will hear what people see and learn about themselves while looking in the mirror. You won't want to miss an episode, so be sure to subscribe. In this episode, I'm chatting with Chad Berry, also dubbed in his social circles as the mayor. Chad shares his heart vulnerably and authentically. Listen to his transformation on who he sees in the mirror from the beginning to the end of the interview and what he reveals humanity needs most. It's going to be uplifting. Okay, so Humanity Speaks, and we're looking at the human in the mirror, which the human in the mirror today is the Mr. Chad Berry, one of my favorite people, I have to say. I don't know if I've told you that. Like, every time I get a chance to be around you, I feel joy. I feel happiness. You're just such an extrovert, a people person, someone that, like, really loves people, and you're so open and you do the work, anything that I put you to through <laughs> challenge-wise um, in the treatment room, on the table, even through coaching. You've just been so open. And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you being here with me today to, you know, like your first podcast <laughs> episode, which I'm surprised at that because I always feel like, you know, like you're your nickname's what the the mayor right <laughs> yes, yes. In, in your neighborhood and with your friend circle like yep. you're yeah. you're so gregarious and people just flock to you and and i feel like you know you lift people up so people enjoy hearing you so um i always start this chad with like um just having people look in the mirror i try sure. to clean it as much as i could for you um so here when you look in your reflection since the listeners cannot see your face. How would you describe your your features? What do you see? Uh, definitely a big smile. Um, that's one thing I, I love to have and and uh, walk around with. And it's kind of sad right now because the masks. majority of the time you can't see or nor can someone see your smile. And so um, I definitely see a big smile and I see a big beard. Those are the the two things that uh, when I look in the mirror, is it, um, I enjoy seeing those two. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've probably heard that phrase, like a real, a genuine smile extends beyond the mouth to the eyes. Mm -hmm. So I definitely see that with you. Yeah. Um, I've never shown you this Chinese face map, but um, here this is a picture of the different expressions. And as you can see here, what we call in Western medicine crow's feet yep. are called joy lines. Mm -hmm. So you definitely have the joy lines um, in your face. What else do you see? Blue eyes. Blue eyes. Some uh, definitely some uh, some wrinkles under the eyes. Um, yeah, just a big smiley face. Okay, awesome. And then I see a little bit of a line here, right in between the brows. Okay. Do you see that one? A little bit, yes. Wouldn't take the hat off. Okay. 
So that line could signify a number of things. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, let me see. So a feature on the face could represent either a time of life, an emotion, or a physical situation. So. Okay. Um, anything else you want to mention about what you see? What do, What do you think when you see yourself in the mirror? I mean, it's always it's always an odd. You always think you look better than what you actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Say more about that. So uh, no, you, I guess you maybe you have like a. Uh, it's funny whenever you think about how you look, you never really pay that much. You're not obviously more people are looking at you than you're looking at yourself. So like you see this way more than I see this. So I always think it's somewhat comical when you see yourself for a long period of time because I I know what Marianne looks like. Marianne knows what you look like, but I'm staring at it for an hour right now. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, and then you're staring at me for an hour. So yeah, it's just, it's just different when you see yourself for a period of time. So you're seeing yourself for a period of time. So, so what are you thinking? <sighs> Man, I mean, you could start like, you know, I'm aging. That's for one. I'm 45, I'll be 45 this month. And, um, there's definitely some age to, this face and this body. <laughs> so. so 45. Okay. Well, yeah. um, is there anything else you want to point out? Um, no, I mean, unless I'm missing something. I'm, I'm just curious. Well, we may revisit this. Okay. So 45, let's talk about the 45 years of experience and life you've had living in your body and on this planet. Sure. So, um, born and raised. Grew up in Newcastle. Okay. Uh, Newcastle, Indiana. Yep, Newcastle, Indiana. We're in Indianapolis, so how far is that from here? About an hour, just right off 70, okay. east of here. What was that like growing up? Like It was awesome. It was a small town. Um, Chrysler was in its heyday, um, so the plant was there, which is where my dad worked, and um, played basketball there. And it was just a, it was just all-around uh, great, great upbringing. Some of my closest friends are from that place, so... What were you like as a kid? Um, probably very similar to what I am now. Very outgoing. Um, didn't have a beard, <laughs> but always had a smile on my face. Pretty sure I was always smiling. Um, just always wanted to make people feel better about themselves. I think that I can remember that as an early age. Just wanted to go out of my way and... and um, put a smile on someone's face if that was possible. Where did that come from? Probably my dad. Um, I watched my dad as a kid and and uh, he definitely went out of his way to make people feel good about themselves. And I think that's something, especially my brother and I inherited that gene for sure. Cause I see my, as I see my brother as a, as a, as a young man, he's well, 42. Um, he's the same I and mean, we're ba basically cut from the same cloth and we're definitely you know, we want to make people feel good about themselves. Um, we love being in a in a social atmosphere. Um, again, makes it tough right now because you're pretty much confined to your home, and that socialization part is is, is a challenge. And it it's it definitely is a challenge for me um, mentally. Yeah, say more about that. Because uh, I mean, I I thrive on. Uh, you know, with our yoga studio at Compose and or just going over here to Flatwater 
or just pop in I and mean, all these places that we organically just love to go and it, you, you can't and it's it's hard for someone to tell you that um you just can't go out and 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 spread love and spread joy and spread passion um so you know walking in and give embracing somebody with a hug and those type of things it's just it's a it's tough when you can't do that so that restriction that feels like what like constraint does it feel like well limit like how how does that feel to you i would say it hasn't stopped me um from being that person of of of, of spreading joy and passion and 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 um things that you and i've discussed in the past you just have to do it in alternative methods um get creative just like meg and i we went to dinner last night went to beholder and they had a uh um an item on the menu that says for ten dollars you could buy beers for the staff and we're like of course we're doing that i mean why you know of course for you know that how else could we say thank you outside the tip but you know thank you for doing what you're doing i can't really do it you know with a handshake a fist bump or a hug or when i've got my mask on but we're like yes we're buying beers for so just things like that or you know just uh walking around and and just talking to people and how you I, I feel like people are more reluctant these days to have a conversation with a stranger because they're so um they've they've seen what five months of being by yourself is like and and i don't think a lot of people really enjoy it and uh i was just at the at the sullivan's a day or two ago and and as i walked out i made a comment about this guy's dog in the card we probably had about a five minute conversation and it was more so of like, thank you for having a conversation with me because I haven't had a conversation with anybody. You know, everybody just kind of stays in the home and they, and we just had this five minute conversation about his dog and how he works from home now. And he's never worked from home. It was just, you know, like strangers meeting strangers for the first time yeah. all over again. Yeah. It sounds like, um, you crave connection and with, um, your intention of helping people feel joy, part of that is creating that connection with others. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's that human contact. Obviously, it's probably why I'm in sales, and um, I love what I do, and um, I get I get to, and it makes it tough in the world I'm in for work too, because you don't get to be able to. A lot of things are virtual, right? And you don't get to see someone's face. Um, um, over a phone call or maybe a Zoom call where they don't have their monitor on, you can't really gauge their reaction to the conversation. So it's very kind of waffly. Yeah, body language, they say it's 70% of that is communication, yeah. nonverbal, um, and 30% is actually mm -hmm. uh, words. So, um, so your dad, you feel like, is the one that inspired you to start connecting with joy and yeah yeah i saw that um in my in my dad and um i was evident when he passed away how many people came up to me at the funeral and were like you don't know me but your dad gave me ten dollars one day or you don't know me but your dad took me to work um for a month until i was able to get a car or whatever the things that my dad did that I didn't know he did, nor did he uh, brag about it. Yeah. You know, he just did it because he wanted to. 
But I found out about it when he had passed away. I mean, there was this huge line um, at his funeral. And obviously a lot of people that we knew, but there was a lot of people I had no idea um, he even knew these people. How, how did that feel? When people oh, it was great. I mean, it was, it was just, it was like, I knew it. You kind of like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew he was even, even better than what I thought he was type thing. And so that was, that was super cool um, to see and witness. And I mean, obviously I knew it and the, I think the town of Newcastle knew it um, of what a great man he was. And, but it went deeper than I think what my family even thought. Wow. So it was pretty cool. What about your mom? Same. I mean, she's just like, I mean, she's just like, she's the, um, she's just the foundation. Uh, she's, she's just at a, she's just, she's just consistent. And my dad would be, have his highs and his lows and, and, and get super excited. And my mom would too, but she was, she was the, she's the glue that really held the family together and still is to this day. I mean, she really is the, the rock, the foundation. So, and great, great, great human as well too so who really was like most impactful for you while you were growing up i mean certainly my parents were um both of them i can't really say if one played a bigger role or the other they both played uh, a a role um my dad was um my dad was extremely proud of who we became my, my dad really wanted us to go to college and and he felt I'm actually the first Barry to ever graduate college in 98. So it's not that long ago that I was the first Barry to graduate college. But he really wanted he didn't want us to 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 do what he had to do. He worked at Chrysler and as blue collar. He didn't want as a as, as much as that was a great um, um, lifestyle that he was able to provide for the family. He didn't want that for uh, my sister and my brother. And uh, so he really wanted us to to move on. And I was fortunate enough that I'm 6'8", and I was able to play basketball. And so I played basketball in college, graduated college, and that really made him, that really made him proud. Yeah. To, to have like a, you know, sharing the same last name and, and then, you know, small town in the paper and whatever, you know, that, that, that made him extremely proud his vision yeah came his, to exactly his vision exactly he was not going to allow us to um do that type of labor that that he did because it was hard it was hard it was painful um and uh so my sister um became a nurse and my brother's also in medical cells he's in colorado so none of us you know, he really, you're right, that that that, that will to, to do something better was um, what he wanted. And it, it worked out. You're right. It, he really did kind of manifest it. He, we had a poster, and my brother um, will joke about this, but he, you could call him up right now, and he'd say there was a uh, frame poster we had it like in our game room, and it said, Justification for Higher Education. And it just had a garage with like a whole bunch of exotic cars in it. <laughs> I just re- like to this day, I can still remember this this poster, and I might think my dad bought that and put that in there. And it's like you guys are going to have a justification higher for higher education. Love and, that. And so, yeah, to this day, we still probably joke about that. Um, so. So he had an aspiration for you to um, have a higher education. What else did you? 
learn from him? Like what, what major lessons would you say you learned? I would say by far the biggest lesson that my dad taught me was just hard work. Hard work will we'll, we'll win all the time. Um, especially, um, it just, it just, it was just, uh, putting in the time, whether it be in, in sports or academics. Um, and if you're going to do something, you need to do it to the best of your ability and, and always give a hundred percent. And I think it's like, when I look at, as, as you asked that question, I just now thought of this. It's like, our relationship, my commitment to you and the therapy that we go through, it's, it's once a month. It's, it's the commitments there. Um, it's going back to yo when you introduced me to yoga and said, you need to commit to the yoga pra practice. And so I, I jumped in just three days a week type thing. And so anything that I feel is worth engaging, um, I do it at a very, Aggressive rate. Yeah. I'm either in or I'm out. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's a, not kind of just going through the, mo I'm not a big going through the motions kind of person. So, um, yeah, I, I would say the, the work ethic and, and just being committed to, um, the, the practice and the process. Yeah. Where did the passion come from? Because that's a huge part of who you are. Ugh. I mean, it's in, in the look in your eyes, <laughs> the joy that extends through these joy lines. Um, I think the passion is just, I don't know. I think that's more so what makes me tick is that I, I'm just, uh, I love spreading. We, you know, I talk about this a lot and, and, and spreading passion, spreading joy. And I know I, I really do get um, a kick out of seeing someone smile. I really, I really do. I really like, um, and, and, and I just enjoy that type of, whether it be with friends or meeting a stranger for the first time, or like when you and I saw each other day, we embraced and we hugged and we smiled and it's like, um, I just love that. Like I told you when we're done here, my wife and I, were going to walk around Broad Ripple and we're going to try to act like there's a little bit normalcy to, <laughs> to, to the world. It's a beautiful day. And, and, um, yeah, I love being outside and, and the growth and, and, uh, hopefully we can be at distance and we can see some smiles Yeah, and yeah. at least create some for ourselves. Everything you're saying right now sounds to me like presence. Like you have to be really present to experience that True. joy and transmit it through your smile and be the mirror to someone else to invoke True. that smile in them. And um, you had mentioned right before we were um, recording about your journey mm -hmm. with meeting uh, me and going through acupuncture and mm -hmm. how um, like you were brought to that. Do you want to talk sure. a little bit about yeah, yeah. that? Because presence is a big part of Oh my god! Our journey together, and it's so. and it's a daily, it's a daily um, practice, daily practice. Yeah, you have to be so. Uh, so I'll be forty five this month. I think it's right after I turned forty. I had uh, a panic attack, and I called Megan, my wife, and I said, "Can you come home and just kind of check my heart rate and do all that kind of stuff?" And I said, "I think I'm having a heart attack," and so she drove me to the ER, which I think ninety eight percent of 
people can relate that they've either had a panic attack and they thought they were dying and then so they go to the ER and they realize, no, you just had a panic attack. And so I did all that. And then they said, go see your, your primary care. And I did. And he gave me a bunch of pills to deal with it. And I don't, I didn't want to deal with it in that manner. I wanted to know why um, I was having a panic attack or why I felt like my heart raced so fast. I thought I was dying and it made me very uncomfortable. So my good friend, Andy was seeing you and I'd asked him, I said, Hey, does she, does Mary Ann, does she do anything with like anxiety or is there anything she can do organically without me having <laughs> to rely upon these pills to make me feel better? And I reached out to you and you said, Oh, absolutely. I do this. And I remember you were over at the, uh, uh, in that yoga studio. 86 and yep, Cherry. Yep. Yep. And I went for like once I couldn't even drive at the time. My anxiety was so bad. Like Megan had to drive me and, uh, I went once a week for a month and, uh, and, uh, we did acupuncture and, uh, I jokingly went as I went, as I started seeing that when I realized how many people you, you, how many customers you have or clients you have, I jokingly say, well, I basically just give her a hundred dollars, lay on the table and cry for an hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically, it's basically what, is what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and so, uh, yeah, so we, that, that started our journey and I like, I was like, I, no more. I didn't want to be on medication, and then we went through this journey, which has been awesome. And I'm sure anybody who is listening now, that's a friend of mine or a pseudo friend of mine, I've told him the story that you need to go. You need to go see Marianne for just go. I mean, even with Megan, that you know she was. Uh, well, I'll go get a facial from her. I'm like, that's fine but you need to go deep. <laughs> you need, you need to go deep. And she's got all these great tools and whether it be coaching or the, the, we, we did this great one. I remember telling my brother about this to where, um, you, we kind of went back to where I was a kid and having dinner at the table. And I could specifically remember And it's like, and that's kind of like where we start putting pressure on ourselves and the, the willingness to, I don't know, to be perfect or to succeed. And I guess just over the course of 45 years or 40 years, I wasn't, I didn't have, um, I wasn't managing that type of pressure. And I, I basically, I, I boiled over. And what were the things that you were saying to yourself? Well, I was, I was just, um, just, striving for perfection which is fine which is great um or, or just uh, mishandling relationships friendships um uh life uh and and just not dealing with mainly just i mean i i joked that I, it was it, it took me to the age of 40 to learn how to breathe i mean the first time you and i met we went through breathing techniques I mean, even to this day, even today, even last night, I I, uh, I laid down yesterday afternoon. I laid down to take a nap, and I went through a breathing exercise. Just to, I mean, when you're, I feel like I'm pretty tightly wound, um, and and just to, just what a minute worth of breathing correctly 
will do. Mm-hmm. And and when I look at when you and I met and like we'd go through like, you know, four seconds in, hold seven or four out, whatever the case is. And it's just like something so simple as breathing is I can't believe this is something that we're not taught at an early age in our lives. Yeah. That, that I mean, we as a society more or less wait until we have a, a panic attack and we're in the ER and hooked up to EKG machines. And we, and we think it's like, no, you just didn't breathe. Yeah. Like you just, just didn't breathe. Yeah. And, and so it's, 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 you know, I don't know, sad to think about that. I mean, that we don't teach that as, as, as a, as a topic, as As a a society. I mean, it's something that, that we, Megan and I feel that's important for our kids to understand. I mean, you've met our kids and, and, and I think being vulnerable, um, being present, I know we talked about that, which is that, that, that ultimately that that's the, that's, that's the key. I mean, you have to be, you have to be in the, the only way that anxiety or the nerves or those things can creep up as if you're not present, you're thinking about the past or you're worried about the future. Um, and it's so easy to do. I mean, there's not one person that I know that isn't, hasn't, you're having a conversation with him. You can tell they're not there. They're either thinking about something in the past or worried about something in the future. And I think that's what, um, going back to, uh, spreading joy and passion and, and, and just being that, that type of individual, I was really good at that. Um, as a kid and, and, and not having stress or, you know, not having a mortgage payment or not being married or, school to, uh, tuition for the kids or a job and a quota and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't really, it's not that relevant when you're younger, but when you get older, those things add up mm-hmm. and, and you, you start to worry. And we've talked about worrying is a waste of emotion and either do something about it or you don't. It's like a tire in the mud is yeah. what I always call it. Yeah. It just goes round and round and round. And that's when, and, and just one thing that, you and I focused on early, early on, I remember, uh, was is being present. And when you're not present, that's when you have the ability for all that junk to really surface. And that and none of that's good. Right. It's just it's just bad noise. Yeah. And and um, I find myself at my best when I am present and yeah. I'm organic and I'm transparent. And those are the and so, yeah, when I was, I was good then, I'm a lot better now at being um, joyful and passionate and all that, all that stuff that, you know, we talk about, we want to, uh, you and I have talked about um, death and when we're no longer here. And I really do live my life through an obituary, more or less, of like what, if for some reason, knock on wood, um, <laughs> I'm not here anymore. What did I leave behind? What kind of, what kind of footprint um, did I leave behind? And I live my day based on that. Is that I? Yes, I want to be remembered as this loving, passionate, caring guy. This joyful. When every time he walked into a room, um, he just made the room smile. And and I felt like you said at the beginning, um, how 
when you and I are together, we just have a great time. We just, we, we enjoy the conversations and we smile and we laugh and like, I can't, I can't not live a life. I can't want that at the end and not live it every day. Right. So I have to do that, those things every day. And, and, and with being our time with you is that you've, if anything is, is being present and living, um, the way you live in the life that you want to live. I love that, Chad. I, I, you know, um, I, I think that you are so evolved when it comes to being open and transparent and vulnerable. And I see in our culture, often men are told, you know, like it's not okay to cry and, you know, don't be so emotional. And, um, so, having that time to release that's a natural process for sure it's just like breathing you breathe in you have to also breathe out you know you take food in you also digest it out Mm -hmm. so um it's the same thing with emotions and i always describe emotions are energy and motion so when you're holding on to something it's where we can get into trouble we start to suppress it and then eventually overexpress it and I think that the vulnerability piece, people feel like that's a weakness. But really, that's when we're our most oh strong because we can, you know, shift and, sure. and transform. And I would love to hear from you. What would you say to someone who is afraid to be vulnerable? If you were speaking to a, a, another sure. buddy of sure. yours. Sure. And I've had these conversations. And I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a believer that I, I try to... I try to move myself, move myself to tears at least once a day. If I can be so joyful about something, and and I'm not saying I'm just like openly sobbing. Um, Didn't you send me a talk about that? Probably. I think like a YouTube or probably. some kind of inspirational. We share a lot of we share a lot of uh, emo. Uh, you always send me inspirational yes, talks and things. Yes. So. And uh, yeah, so um, I think it's Jimmy V, who passed away several years ago of cancer and uh he he talks in this speech about moving yourself to tears once a day you should cry once a day and and i i i I try to do that and i I, i'll find joy in something to be grateful for and yeah you have to feel the pain to feel the the joy yeah you know like people are not really tapping into that feeling um it's they keep themselves from even the good and you know this is something i share with a lot of um my my patients is when you don't let yourself feel or you don't express an emotion that's how you get sick it's oh 100 you're 100 i mean and and i see it all the time and it's definitely a a male trait of of you don't do that like that's 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 not it's taboo it's taboo it's you don't do that you don't um do any of your friends kind of tease you for being oh i'm sure <laughs> we 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 went to uh we went to uh my good friends andy and scott we went to a colts playoff game i think we were playing god i want to say it was the jets it was I think it was a jets playoff game and the national anthem's going on, and I'm six eight, and these guys are not six eight; they're a lot shorter than me. And the three of us are standing there, and they release an eagle, and this eagle just 
is just coursing the stadium. And at the end of, you know, the home of the brave, I'm over there just. <laughs> You're and, feeling and it. Scott's, Scott's like, are you crying? I'm like, Did you not just see an eagle fly around the stadium? It meant I mean, something that is, that's, that's amazing that we live in this, in this country the state this where I mean, this eagle just flew around and and there's the american flag that took up the entire field and then like i felt it like it was a so every time we're we're out and about or we're and with they, there's an eagle a picture we see one like watch out somebody hand chad tissue he's gonna start <laughs> he's gonna start crying but definitely i get i get i i wouldn't say it's I, I'm. Um, I wouldn't say I get picked on about it, but it's definitely relevant in our conversation. But yeah, totally, I'm definitely the uh, um, the feeler. The hundred percent. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I definitely uh, have no problem wearing my emotions on the sleeve on my sleeve. So, what would you say to someone who struggles with that? Um, I would say first of all, it's okay to struggle um, because we all have. Um, I would say it's not healthy. Um, it's it's going it's it's going to catch up with you. Um, if you don't express, if you don't express, if you don't release it, if you just, if you just want to just hold everything in, um, it's, 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 it will physically and mentally wear on you. And have you had experience with that? Oh, for sure. I, I mean, even when you and I, um, again, I go to the doctor, he's like, well, you got GERD. And I'm like, how do I have GERD? Like, it's, I don't know what GERD is. Like, (laughs) I don't, I mean, I'm 40, I think it's like, I'm 42 and I'm like, what's, that's like an old person, like <laughs> gastral type, type, type thing. And, and so again, he gives me medication and I'm like, I don't want to do this. So I'm like, Marianne, I get, I'm taking this. And and she's like, oh, let, well, come in and we'll talk about it. And it's like, you're holding all of your stress. For me, it's like all of your stress is in your gut. You don't have GERD. You eat well and. Um, you're, you're, you're having symptoms of GERD, um, but you don't have a GI issue. Yeah. And it was like, oh. we call it stomach chi rebellion in Chinese medicine. Okay. So your, your body's just n- not digesting. It's reverse digesting. Yeah. Rejecting and I was, something. Yeah. I'm just, it was in a, uh, you know, just not dealing again. This, this isn't, this isn't my process with you is not a come see Marianne one time and then. Um, we check all the boxes and I'm good to go for life. It's it's an ongoing. I mean, this was probably two years after I saw you from my anxiety. And it's like, uh, and then the GERD issue came up, which is funny to talk about. I'm sure I'll get made fun about that. <laughs> which I don't blame you. I would make fun of my friends if they just, would. Just re- yeah. release eagles in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and you were like, no, you don't have GERD you've got you're holding stress and you know there in your body and it's like oh my god I probably am I probably am well I obviously I am I was and and we we, we dealt with it it was like a you know a, a, a session it was an hour-long session where you and I went through and like okay I don't need to take medicine for GERD because I don't have GERD and I just I'm not processing stress right now in my life and it's like okay so yeah we dealt with it yeah yeah i um have to say like i really see you as a a leader like i see your strengths in terms of like we know you're the mayor you know that you (laughs) you know bring joy to your community and even to strangers um but i i also see like how you step up and you were 
actually recognized or awarded in the past year, right? For basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was uh, inducted to uh, Manchester University Hall of Fame for basketball. Yeah. Uh, last year, last fall. So what was that like? Um, that was cool. Um, <laughs> You're playing it all. <laughs> you cried, didn't you? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> when do I not cry? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through this. <laughs> you're trying if you're trying to make me cry. Let's just talk about it right now. Keep asking me about my dad. Keep asking me about my brother. Keep asking me about my kids and my family. Yeah, you're, I'm, I'll cry if you want me to. <laughs> I thought this was a joyful podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that was really cool because um, my kids got a chance to go back and like see that. Of course, I've probably have told them. Um, hey, I used to be a decent basketball player, and they're just like, whatever, Dad. Uh, you're an old man who's got GERD. <laughs> How good could you possibly be? And then to see the, uh, you know, they dug up a bunch of material and content and videos, and, and the kids got to see it, and you get recognized at a football game, and then there's a banquet afterwards, and then it's cool for my mom and my sister and my family came and just, you know, just to kind of like all that hard work that you put in that we talked about earlier is that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all in, all in. And, and, um, same way when I was in sales, like I didn't want to just be a sales guy. I wanted my first, um, when I first got into medical sales and I went to, um, the, our national sales meeting, I, they had a banquet and, Guys got to walk across stage and get hardware, and there was the this, the man of the year who sold more than anybody. I'm like, ah, I don't want to be sitting out here. I want to walk across that stage. So it's the same. It was the same thing in basketball. Um, Justification for a higher occupation. Yeah, for a higher education, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so it was cool for them to witness that. Hey, you know, this is this is what hard. This wasn't this wasn't giving to me. It was it was. It was earned. Earned. It was hard work. It was. It, it started at your age, girls, at the age of you know uh, grades of fifth and seventh grade. You know, it, I started then um, to get to here, and it is kind of cool. I will say that the the thing about it is like that my or the the Barry last name will always be uh, on that wall for for however long the school. Who knows? The COVID it might go away, but. <laughs> Um, the, 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 that name will always be, and my dad would have been super proud of that part. So, but we, when we walked out, my daughter carried, Charlie carried the, uh, the plaque and she's like, man, dad, I want to get in the hall of fame someday. Wow. <laughs> and it was, so that was kind of, kind of cool for them to kind of witness something like that. Um, so yeah. Um, so they saw you and you had a chance to tell them you started at their age. What else would you want them to know? Like as humans growing up in life, you said legacy. If you, you know, you're you're living by your obituary, they're at your funeral. Uh-huh. Oh man, that sounds so heavy and dark. <laughs> <laughs> they're at your funeral. I know, knock on wood, knock on my head. <laughs> um and people are coming up to them like so exact same can, thing my people heard from me with my dad. I probably interrupt your question. No, go early. go go for it. No, I just I mean I just want them to 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 be the same thing. It's like 
your dad was a very special person and and to hear all these amazing great things of like he's just you know was a pillar in the community um you know a loyal friend loyalty on it you know that's something you and i talk about um loyal uh passionate um present um just just god i just i just love no i just love this uh i mean we get we only get one shot at this right i mean and it's important for to show our kids how to live um i mean my kids love walking around the community um i was over at uh we go to the Bagel Deli quite a bit. We go to everywhere in Broadbolt quite a bit. But we're at Bagel Deli, and I've got to know the owner. His name's Todd, and I noticed that he had a Grateful Dead hat on, and I wear a lot of Grateful Dead stuff as well too. And and um, we were uh, we were in there, and Charlie had asked him what one of the desserts tasted like, and he's like, "Well, you can have it. You can let me give you one." And she was like dumbfounded like you're gonna give me this for free <laughs> and she goes well your dad's a deadhead and i'm a deadhead so <laughs> that's what we do and and as we were walking out again going back to the hall of fame thing she goes dad i want to be a deadhead <laughs> but like, I, I go it's a great it's a great community i mean <laughs> so it's just i just i mean when i see people that are upset or complaining or finding not the good in things i just i want to remind them that that there is a lot of good there's there there is a lot of good um and and i know right now this is a this is a really goofy time right and everybody's got to remember 2020 as a <laughs> as a shit show for lack of a better phrase yeah and i mean it's just been goofy from the get-go but we're going to get through it um, as we've gotten through everything. And, but we've, you've got, we're going to get through it, in my opinion, faster and quicker if we're just accept it and, and, and just work our way through it. Yeah. And, and find the positive in it. Find, find that, you know, we're all struggling. Some people are struggling financially, some people are struggling mentally. Some people are struggling uh, physically. I mean, there's there's just a lot of issues that are that that this pandemic has. But you know, it's like I went through. A, I went for a walk. I called. I told Megan. I said I called it my Forrest Gump walk. I'm like, I'm just gonna go for a walk. It was last Sunday, and uh, I took my mask. But I was just was walking around, and I walked through Broadway. I'm like, I want to see who's working because. Um, I just want to say hi. Yeah. And I just want to. And I just walked around. And I probably about, I went for like a two hour walk, just up and down the Monon. I more or less I was looking for a conversation. <laughs> I just wanted somebody to, talk to I me. I wanted to talk to a straight. I just wanted to talk to people or do something good, like um, buy a coffee for somebody or just do something. You know, I love I love to pay things for it or or just do something for a stranger, just to let them know that it it's gonna be okay. Yeah. We're going to get through this. Yeah. And the, the the sooner I think that we understand that and stop looking at it like, oh my gosh, it's going to, we got another six months of this or it's not going to be, I just, I just like, you have to, you have to 
continue to to be a human right and speaking of which human so if you are a thread in the fabric of humanity what do you think humanity needs most right now love love for sure i would just say i mean it's so easy it's almost i i, I think it's harder well um it is easier to 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 love it's it's i feel like it's harder to harder to hate or show anger or resentment i know we like to get caught in that 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 downward spiral spiral of anger um but if we can just find a way to be positive and passionate and just have love for the humankind um i would say it's definitely a step in the right direction um but that's i mean i'm that's me sitting in a studio talking to you about and then you have to live it too again it goes back to you have to live like when you i get, you get to live it you, you get to and it's like when i go back to the obituary thing it's like you know if you want all these amazing um acclimates at the end of this you have to do it. Yeah. Nate always gets uh, irritated with me when I talk about death because he's like, why do you always focus on that? I'm just like, I'm not hyper-focused. I just think tomorrow's never guaranteed. So really enjoy today. You know, make it make it count. Make it matter. Don't take for granted the things that, you know, you have. So um, I have one last question for you okay. on that note because um, you brought up the obituary thing. So, you have 24 hours to live. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say to your kids and your wife? <laughs> wow, we really are. <laughs> You're really tugging at that. Uh, I don't know why I'm being so like tough guy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because there's a mic in front of Nobody me? Nobody can see no, your eyes watering. It's okay. <laughs> no. Uh, if I got 24 hours to live, uh, what am I telling my 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 wife and my kids? Um, yeah, start with start with Charlie and Maddie. Um that they've that they are going to do amazing they are going to tell them they're going to set this world on fire you guys are going to do amazing things i don't have that what that idea is yet that justification for our education that my dad had for my brother and my sister um so i need to have what but they are going to do amazing things in this life and they're going to be amazing um role models um I, I feel that the more that i can live they can see the way that i live they just they'll want to and do the same thing the way i the way i did through my through my dad so it's not just saying what to do it's actually doing living it as well too integrity yep yeah so um what about megan uh gotcha i'd be like, I'd be like uh we'd probably it, it, we'd have to joke about something because um but i would definitely say that uh um you've made me a, a better person and uh i'm gonna miss uh our our nightly martinis and uh she'll know exactly what that means so you got it out of me <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that would be the, uh, uh, last thing. Who do you see in this mirror? Well, um, 
I definitely see my dad. Um, we definitely uh, look a lot alike. And so um, I see a guy that's living the life the way I want to live it, um, full of passion and being vulnerable and um, making people happy. Thank you, so, Chad. Thank you. You're amazing. Um, the last thing I, I just want to say to you, I just want to reflect back to you, is like when I do look at your face, I do see the passion and the drive. I see, you know, like you're so intentional with wanting people to feel good and that joy that, you know, like I said, emanates through these joy lines, that smile, that genuine smile that goes all the way up to your eyes. And you mentioned these lines underneath here, and this is just, you know, they're called unshed tears, which is funny because you talk <laughs> about being moved to tears every day. Um, I think that that's a very healthy practice for you because it is um, very um, important to know that to move forward, we have to drop the baggage. We have to drop the 100%. weight. We have to let go of those things that hold us back. And, um, and it is a lifelong journey and you're, you're doing so well, my friend. I'm seeing just as the outsider, I'm, I'm seeing the slam dunk. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And I can't thank you enough for, um, uh, guiding me through this journey. Um, I wish I would have met you when I was a kid. <laughs> um, and, uh, trust me, I sing your praises to, uh, anybody that's willing to listen. Um, and and it's it's uh i would encourage anybody um it's 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 not that this this process is hard enough going through life is hard enough um but your your guidance and how to cope with things has only made it that much better and 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 so I can't thank you enough for, oh, for everything that you do. Um, it's made me a better person. You're making me smile. <laughs> <laughs> made me a better husband. It's made me a better friend, brother, son, co-worker, um, pillar in the community. It's, I mean, I can't thank you enough. And, and I mean, we're going to go through this together. And uh, we're going to... Um, um, Make keep, it a better place. Keep going. Yep. Thank, thanks. Thank you, Chad, for allowing me to be a witness to your journey. Thank you. I feel very honored. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With the rise of social media engagement and video conference calls, many people are feeling more self-conscious about seeing themselves face on. I believe that if you love yourself when you see yourself, you elevate humanity which is why I've created programs to help people love who they see in the mirror. I want to show you how to look at yourself with love, compassion, and acceptance so you can share your strengths, presence, and talents with pride. The best part is we can work together one-on-one -on -one, in a group program or even in person. Simply visit MarianneTelkovsky.com or follow me on Instagram at MarianneTelkovsky and we can get started right now on your path to radical self-acceptance healthy aging, and building your radiant energy. Until next time, signing off, this is Marianne Talkovsky with Humanity Speaks.